Mindful Manifesting, show number 23, our first one of 2017. In this show, you'll learn an effective way to celebrate the goodness of 2016, whether you accomplished all your desires or not, and most importantly, release the not-so-good things. From this place, you'll be unburdened and ready to project your intentions into 2017 with an open heart and mind. Thank you for joining our first show for the year. This is Ariana Rollins with SchoolofSelfRevolution.com. A little bit about why we exist. As humans, we're gifted a conscious mind to direct what we want to create, experience, and have. It's designed to be the leader. The unconscious mind, if you'd like to think about it, is our body. It houses all our experiences. It has the skills and abilities to be able to take action on those things that are approved by our conscious mind. That's the way it's supposed to work. But what happens is we're trained out of working in a harmonious fashion between our conscious awareness and our unconscious mind, which is the doer, the action taker. Sadly, when the conscious mind, when we really get convinced we have no control, that we're not in charge, and we believe that the environment has more power or authority than us, we can give up and we can surrender our right to manifest, surrender our right to choose what we want to experience and accomplish. Then what happens is we become open to being influenced and talked into what society and others want us to do. We kind of just flow and go with whatever's going on without a direction and an aim. So my desire is to awaken and empower you to this fact, but most importantly, to show you effective tools to be able to do something about it. While we're waiting for others to join us, please get pencil, pen, and paper to get ready for the interactive part of the show. So today's show is on how to embrace the power in 2017 by effectively releasing 2016. Through the challenge of living, especially when we haven't accomplished our deepest desires and things that are really, we have to get done, they're really important, we can forget our brilliance. We forget all of our capacities and we think maybe it's not even possible. So to be present to your power in 2017, to fully embrace it, it really helps by releasing the regrets, the hurts, and the quote-unquote failures of this past year. Do you feel disillusioned or disappointed that you didn't achieve your intentions for last year? Are you blaming yourself or your life situation because you aren't where you want to be? Well, you're going to be learning how to stop disempowering yourself because your thoughts are commands to your unconscious mind. It hears and feels everything. I don't want you to infect 2017 with whatever it is you'd hoped happened and didn't happen. We'll do a quick year in review so you can start to see the big and little things that did happen. Maybe you didn't get the big ones, okay, but something was accomplished. And then you'll start the process of looking into what you want to achieve in 2017.
So, what happens if people generally, maybe you, don't succeed? Why do you think we continue each January, each year, oh, setting goals, setting intentions? It's because we're programmed to grow. We're programmed to learn and evolve. You know the saying, grow or die. We're designed to continue to learn more, be more, reach beyond our current knowing and achievements. So when the new year comes around, we automatically go to, what would I like to achieve this year? It's a natural thing. Desire is natural. What's not natural or instinctive may be how to accomplish the intentions. And in this show, and that's what the School of Self-Revolution does, is show you how to do it. To take that wish or desire and bring it into physical reality. So let's get on with the first step with the activity for this show. I'd like you to assess where you are right now. And scan back over the past year. I personally look at my intention sheet from the previous year because I, I try to write down and project into the future year what is it that I want to be experiencing and so that I can get a sense how far I came. If you don't have that, that's fine. I'd like you just to simply kind of get quiet inside. Sometimes it helps by closing your eyes. Take a deep breath in. Exhale out the earlier part of your day. And just be really present. Ask yourself by focusing on the area right above your heart, the center of your chest, where did I grow? What did I achieve in 2016? What did I learn? Write down what you get. Even if it's small, write it down. I want you to prime the pumps of you are are already succeeding. I'll be quiet while you do that. What did you accomplish? Where did you grow? You can pause the recording to take some more time because I'd like you to at least have a page, one whole page full, if not more. If you have trouble coming up with things, it might be that you have a perfectionist blocker running. And there is a show that I did on perfectionism and overcoming it. You can look there. It's right on this page. I don't remember what the show number is. And if you are recording more and more and more, good for you. Because that means that you are recognizing your growth. And that's a really good thing to do. I remember the first time I did this exercise was with my son when he was 12 years old. And interestingly, right around this, as I'm doing this show, he's turning 21. Remember that first time he was astounded when he read over all that he had achieved and said, you know, I bet there's even more that I can't even remember. And I bet there's more you can't remember. I recall when he went off to his school class that day after the holiday break, He was feeling like a success. Because when we look back and we say, wow, we're not standing still. Wow, we are growing. There's something that uplifts us and inspires us when we see that. I want that for you. I want you to start this year off feeling already a success. We all need to start from a platform of of success to think big. And we need to think big to plan for this next year. 
Because if you think about it, say you're used to setting intentions for 30 or 60 days. Well, you have about 360 days to play with. And like you think about playing with it. That's a lot of time, right? A lot can be achieved, especially if you're consciously aware and present to your power. Some mentors teach people to think very, very big and to come up with a 10-level difficulty goal. Now, that's wonderful when a student makes it, and sometimes they do. But more often than not, their blockers get activated. And what I mean by blockers are self-defeating unconscious habits or beliefs that say it's not possible. Or it could just be simply a habit that says it's great to sleep in, especially when it's cold outside, and you wake up hours later than you intended. And because there's nothing wrong with that, but a part of you might say, wow, I've already started kind of behave behind the eight ball. So these blockers may have actually prevented you from achieving your intentions last year. And if you set something that's really big and really difficult, it can awaken those blockers. And it can prevent you from me actually even getting started. Because you could think, well, what's the point? Why should I... Why should I even try? So I teach something different. Maybe it comes from my project management training. When I was asked to outline the mileposts for a project, I'd break it down into steps. Not to-dos, but rather mileposts. There were certain obvious things that needed to happen before the next one. And I would do, I would describe them in a single sentence. And later on in this show, I'll describe to you how I'd like you to write down your intentions for the next year. So what I did is I wrote down everything that needed to be done. Brainstorm, just put it on a piece of paper. Then I prioritized them, putting a first, second, and third. And the more simple and clear I could be that how I could define the milepost, the more the team accomplished. Because instead of trying to climb Mount Everest in this pie-in-the-sky vision of the project getting completed, By breaking it down, the project into smaller mountains that were successes in their own right, it inspired the team to even work harder and saw that we were on track. And it was also an effective way for my employer to assess where I was if the project was on track. In this case, though, I'd like you to think of yourself as the employer and your unconscious mind, your body, as the employee or the multiple employees that are in there. And I'd like you also just to visualize a ladder. I'm sure you've climbed a ladder at some point in your life and likely you took one rung at a time. When climbing it, you didn't immediately jump to the top rung. If so, you might have fallen off, which is what can happen if we set intentions or objectives that are beyond our current conscious capacity. Don't set yourself up for failure. Know what your unconscious feels you're capable of accomplishing and set those intentions. So if we could leap, you know, to the top of a ladder, why would we need one? When we attempt to achieve those very, very difficult objectives, as I said, it alerts blockers. So in a sense, you wake them up and they get on alert trying to keep you in your comfort zone keep you from, quote-unquote, failing, or I'd like to say, keep you from learning. 
because a lot of times our biggest failures are where we learn the most. Now, it doesn't have to be a failure where we learn, but often those ones of pain and suffering is where we really grow and evolve. So the method I'm going to be sharing with you today is a way to sneak up on success. And we'll do that by first celebrating your accomplishments for the past year, your growth. And then in a few minutes, I'll give you time to come up with your wish list of dreams and intentions you'd like to experience in 2017. Now, write down everything you accomplished, big or small, add to that list. It could be business or personal related, maybe for your career. And if you feel a bit stuck and nothing's coming to you, focus on the area around your heart and ask inside, where did I grow? What did I achieve? And again, you can pause to get more time. So now let's celebrate those accomplishments and close the door to 2016. Take each success that you wrote down, surround it with a ball of white light, imaginarily place it in the center of your chest above your heart and say, thank you for this success. I'd like to experience more successes like this in the future. Please make this happen in ways that's for the highest good of me and of all concerned. Good. So that's step one. You've acknowledged yourself for 2016. And then step two is creating a 2017 wish list. And we'll do that now. Maybe you had a parent like I did who asked you what you'd like for your birthday. I remember when my mother would do it. And I took her question seriously. I'd scan through the catalogs that had come through the post. In the United States, there's catalogs like Sears, JCPenney. And I'd go through the pages. I'd turn down a corner of the page for anything that said to myself, that looks cool, I'd like to have that. Then I'd go through the dog-eared pages and take the ones I really wanted. I'd put them on a piece of paper and I'd place it on the fridge for my mother to look at. Did I get all I wrote down on my Christmas wish list? I wish list for my birthday? No. But did I get more of what I wanted because I took the time to write it down? Yeah. You know it's like that, don't you? The universe is trying to give you what you want, the experience you want. But if you don't take the time to decide what you want, it can't help you. Imagine you go to a restaurant, you sit down, and the waiter comes to you and says, Hi, welcome to the restaurant of the universe. What can I bring you? You sit there for a moment, look at him, and remain quiet. After a few minutes, the waiter walks away, shaking his head, and heads into the kitchen. The waiter looks around the kitchen, picks up the first thing that he sees, and brings it to you. Places it on the table. You look at it, and it might be what you want, or it might not. But hey, it's on your table right in front of you, and you're hungry, so you eat it. I know it's kind of a silly example, but do you realize it's actually like that? If you're not doing something formally on a regular basis to determine what is what you want to create, you will get what it decides what you need. The it I refer to is the programming, your history, which may be riddled with limiting beliefs, repeating the past. So this year, I invite you to become the director become the screenwriter, become the playwright, and not only the actor in someone else's version of how your life should be, determine what you desire. 
Now we're going to focus on 2017. And again, I invite you to brainstorm. What is it you want to do? What is it you want to achieve? What do you want to experience? And you can answer this question. Maybe put it at the top of the paper. Wouldn't it be nice when? It's kind of a gentle way to get to those wishes, isn't it? Write down sentence by sentence until you can't think of anything else. Do it in bullet points, not journal entries of how you'd like to feel. That comes later when you're actually setting your intentions. Here's a few examples that might get you started to adding to that list. I'll create and maintain a harmonious relationship with my child. I'll restore a healthy weight between 121 and 126 pounds. I will create increasing vibrant health. I'll sleep deeply for seven hours or less a night. I'll move into my ideal home within a mile of the beach. I will enroll over 500 people into the free 21 Days to Conscious Creation program. I choose to give myself the benefit of the doubt. I intend to be present and loving in my relationships. I will attract at least 10 new true self-aligned friendships. I'll move close to nature, to live near trees and the ocean. I will publish my Power of True Self success journal. Well, you get the idea. Now you do it. Again, you can pause if you want more time. Really play with this. By the end of this step two, you should feel excited and energized. Don't worry about the how. This is the wish time. Great. Now let's move on to step three. Now likely you had intentions you didn't follow through on or you didn't feel successful in the last year, 2016. So this next step is to identify those intentions and determine if you still want to accomplish them or perhaps they're no longer relevant and you want to release them. This is how you effectively close the door to 2016 instead of keeping it in your backpack. Oh yeah, I want to finish that knitting project. Oh yeah, I want to... Uh, re-landscape the back garden. Oh yeah, I want to repaint the interior of my home. Those things. And now maybe these still are relevant. And I'll tell you what to do with that if they are. Now those things that you wrote down that are incomplete intentions. That's what I want you to put on the paper. This is closing the door to 2016. Incomplete intentions. Write down those things you intended but didn't accomplish to your satisfaction. Again, if they're not something that are significant or meaningful to you now, I'd like you to imagine you can surround it with a ball of white light and send it off, almost like a balloon, thanking it for the lessons it brought you and see it floating off. Do that for each one. Pause the recording to finish. Now, what if they're still relevant? What if you still want that new job? Do you still desire to have a boss who recognizes you? Maybe higher pay, better benefits? Those you're going to copy onto your intentions for 2017. They're still relevant, right? I'll give you a few moments to do that now. Good. Now step four. Review your wish list. Read what you wrote. 
all the things you want that are new and maybe some of the ones bringing over from the last year, put a star by those really important ones that light you up. I'd like you to prioritize your list, but don't drop any items off it. They were important enough for you to write down. Your unconscious gave them to you. And your conscious awareness gave them to you. Respect that. So now what you do is uh, step five is plan the year. What's your first intention for the month, for this month? And then I'd like you to pick maybe 11 or 12. Plan it all the way through to December. This way you won't reach the end of a month and not know what you'd like to experience or accomplish next. I don't want you to waste time by going through a whole month without an active intention. Now with this basic overview that you're learning in this show, it'll help you stay in momentum. Otherwise you could lose an entire month and feel, wow, I didn't accomplish anything. I'm just kind of sitting still. And when you have this list, whether you reprioritize them or you rethink what you want, that's fine. But at least momentum can carry you when you finish that first basic objective and you've accomplished it, you move on to the next one in the next month. So by defining these top 12 intentions in this way, you won't have to rethink what you want. You'll be stay in action mode relying on your unconscious to help keep you on track in accomplishing. I invite you to make this a no-regret year. Dive in and pursue what you desire fully, not half-heartedly. Remember the example of setting intentions like a ladder? You can climb a ladder. I know you can do it. I'm going to give you a quick example here of a complex objective, which I'm going to break down into smaller intentions. This is actually from my own personal uh, story. In 2006, I had a very strong-willed child I was living with, and he was kind of ruling the home. I was a very uh, hands-off parent, and I didn't want to disconnect him from his true self. So I wanted to create a system that would help empower me as a parent while respecting his nature and individuality. So I decided to write a book on parenting the strong-willed child without disconnecting the child from their true self. I wrote it, by the way, for the child. I know it sounds like it's for the parents, and it really was for me. But the more I thought about it, I said, wouldn't that be fabulous if a child could go through childhood without getting disconnected from who they really are? Now, I'd never written anything of substance. I remember in college, I would... um, get my sister to help rewrite my research papers. I was not very good at writing. So I knew I should set an objective, like the ones that we teach you in the highest potential curriculum for self-mastery, the super achiever objective process. Now, why we call it super achiever is that it doesn't rely solely on what you've already accomplished. It's beyond the beyond. So it's brand new to you. It's something that is really significant, very desirable and meaningful, but you don't know how to do it. Well, since I'd never written a book before, I wanted to set an objective that I'd succeed at. My first attempt, I've got to tell you, was way, way, way too big. I'll describe it to you. This is basically the content of the objective. Now, remember back to when I said you're going to write down a single sentence. Obviously, this is multiple sentences, which is a clue that it's multiple objectives. And... 
make it easy on your unconscious. Make it clear and focus the intention and command. So here is my first attempt. I would finish writing the book. It would be published. I would develop a marketing campaign around it so that I was being interviewed on the radio. There would be incredible demand and I'd sell many, many books. I think maybe I even put a thousand in there if I recall. Now, I probably don't have to tell you that my initial objective was a flop. Not only did I, did I not accomplish anything of what I desired, I didn't even complete the first draft of the book. So this is when I realized the importance of breaking down a big intention. And I'll walk you through how to do that. So the first objective that I set was to complete the first draft of the book. I accomplished it. First rung on the ladder. Second, design the book cover and the marketing material. I accomplished that. Third, develop a website to promote it. Basic website. And this was the first website that I actually got done, I think, in seven days. It was astounding, remarkable. And then fourth, design a profitable Google AdWord campaign. And that was fabulous. The best one that I had designed um, so far. It was not only selling the books along the way, but it was actually growing my list. And then fifth, complete the final edits of the book. I did all of this in a seven-month period. And to this day, it is one of my biggest successes. I started that in 2005, and I completed it by Mother's Day of 2006. And it was posted on the web. Even the ability to purchase the book was po- was all set up a few minutes before midnight. Now it's your turn. Prioritize your year. What do you want to achieve or experience first, second, third? Don't worry, nothing's fixed in stone. You can change the priority. And you can keep adding to it as well, especially as you accomplish things. So define your first objective for the month of January with the proper language and clarity. And if you don't have a method that has consistently worked for you, I invite you to start with the home study program, the basics of goal setting, which you'll find on the schoolofselfrevolution.com. It's called Fast Money Book 101, Mastering the Basics of Working with the Unconscious Mind. And at the end of the month, I'd like you to assess your results. You learn how to do that to give appropriate feedback to your unconscious, like you would do if you were a supervisor and you had employees working for you. They want to know how well they did. Your unconscious wants that feedback too. I hope you're enjoying the information. I hope it's uplifting and inspiring and that you're going to take action on this. I want to give you just a little reminder of what we're doing at School Self-Revolution next. We have the updated Highest Potential program, which we're offering in February, Highest Potential Curriculum for Self-Mastery, and it will help you blast through disillusionment, overwhelm, fear of failure, or even fear of success, and help you accomplish the most meaningful things in 2017. There's so many wonderful tools in that toolbox. Clear out inhibitions, clear out blockers, those self-defeating habit patterns, and really rewire your brain for success. Our next group program starts the end of February. There are 18 weekly webinars that run on Saturdays from 9.30 in the morning to 11 a.m. Pacific. They're recorded and there's an online learning center. 
You get private support with me, two private coaching sessions, and you also get the benefit of a group and mentorship, not only with me, but there's a caring group that you get connected with, and sometimes it creates lifelong friendships. You'll get access to an online bulletin board, ebooks to support your learning, course curriculum, and also some group coaching, which is really powerful in its own right, and it's motivating because you're witnessing others break through their limiting beliefs. And just by being present, there's this group effect and accountability because accountability can be the number one success strategy for people to achieve their intentions, their dreams and desires that are beyond their current day-to-day living reality. You can get more information about the updated program at schoolofselfrevolution.com and its highest potential curriculum 19. And go on the website, you can see a thing it says life mastery. Now, you know, if the group training isn't right for you at the moment, but you'd like the support and accountability of having somebody on your side who can help you clear the blockages and define your most meaningful intentions or objectives, I invite you to request some private consultations and you can get access to that on the internet. So now, back to the last part of our show. If you're tired of making New Year's resolutions in January and feeling disillusioned by February because they didn't happen, there could be a secret why this happened to you in the past and it's not your fault. There's an unconscious agenda that's resisting change and blocking your efforts. And if you're disappointed when old habits come back, even after massive efforts to change, if you're wondering why relationships are more difficult than they need to be, It's because of unconscious habit patterns. All of those relationships you were ever in, you're carrying in your emotional backpack. So you may think you're dealing with your husband or wife, and that's the only person in the room. Guess what? You're dealing with all your husband or wife's partners they've had in the past and all of your own. There could be 20 people in that room. And any event could cause you to go into unconsciousness and reactivity rather than presence and love. If you're not making the money you hope to, it could be because the beliefs you hold around money or your internal priorities. Your unconscious mind is filled with billions of thoughts and feelings. And what we do in the School of Self-Revolution is give you the tools to sort through all those billions of thoughts and be able to laser focus on finding the culprit that's been undermining your success and program it to create meaningful changes in any area of your life, whether it's your business, your personal relationships, or your health. Someone asked me recently to describe what these processes do. What do we do with the School of Self-Revolution? And I said, you know, if I were to say it in a sentence, it overwrites your history. It's kind of like erase the tapes so you're no longer subject to it. And what we do in the School of Self-Revolution is unlike anything that I've ever done before. We've put it together in a unique way, and it's based on remarkable brain science, proven by over 100,000 people who've achieved what they considered, some of them, nearly impossible goals after just a few months. It was developed by an MIT engineer who found, he actually created and built a working model of the human brain, and he studied it to see what went wrong when people set goals and weren't successful. 
he figured out a way to harmonize the four parts of the brain. I talked a little bit about this when I talk about your conscious mind and your unconscious mind. And when you create harmony, you take action on the things you need to take action. This is, in many ways, leading-edge 21st century trainings that literally educate you the way to think about things so that you'll be able to comfortably bridge the communication gap with loved ones and to experience what you want to experience this year. You know we can't control what happens to us, but this I know is we can control the meaning we give it. And when you control your inner story, the story you tell yourself as you go through your day and you go through the months of this year, you become the master of your world. You have the edge. You have the advantage. I invite you to take time for yourself this year to learn effective strategies that enable you to become the director of your mental and emotional state. So you decide and take appropriate and necessary action to create the life you desire. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's not going to take some work, but I am saying it's possible. I've done it and others have too. I'm not really giving you anything new. What I do though is give you the ability to unleash the power inside of you with strategies that you can apply to any situation that's not ideal to make it more enhancing. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I appreciate you. Let me know how I can support. Blessings for today and this new year. You deserve it.